0: Fearless Narrative is the podcast where we spotlight amazing female entrepreneurs and artists who are changing the world today. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Fearless Narratives. I am your host, Cortland Jones, and today our guest is Naomi Skelton, a faith-based motivator and founder of Pray and Public Books and Media Group. She also has her own talk show called Highly Recommended. And what I recently learned about her is that she actually discovered her own hidden talent of being a creative and creating amazing artwork, which to me is insane (laughs) that she had this amazing gift. I had no idea she even had it, but here she is today. So hello, Naomi. How are you? Hello, Ms. Cortland.
1: I'm doing great. Thank you
0: for having me. I'm excited to dive into your story and your background. So let's dive in, I guess, to... Give us an intro into who you are and how you got into where you are today.
1: Okay. Um, well, I am Naomi Skelton. Um, like you said, uh, I am the CEO and founder of Pray and Publish Books and Media Group. Um, and I have been a published author since 2006 um, and, and a ghostwriter and publisher uh, for about the same length of time, maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, but I've always been a writer. That's always been uh, since I was five years old. And my my dad put me on on the. Uh, you probably you you probably don't even know what it is, but my dad put me on a Commodore sixty four, like one of the first computers that you could have at home. <laughs> uh, and there was a program called Kid Write, and it was really simple. You just like picked little pictures to like make little kid kids books and I would write my own little stories and so ever since I was five or six years old um I was doing that so I've always been a writer and what happened was in 2020 like you said um in 2020 um with the pandemic um in full swing and me going through my own uh health battles which uh we we can talk a little bit about that and how I became a motivator but with me going through my own health battles, um, I was not able to look at a blue screen um, for, for any length of time. As a matter of fact, like these glasses, glasses that I wear now, um, well, fashionable.
0: <laughs> um, they,
1: they also serve a, a dual purpose because I, I also have to have a blue, blue light screening um, lenses because it's hard for me to look at a screen. Before I discovered that, I realized like, oh, this, these health conditions that I had these new health conditions wouldn't allow me to look at a, a blue screen for any length of time. Um, so I was really frustrated that I couldn't be a writer and uh, do what I normally did on the computer, like I normally did. And I just started picking up a pen—I uh, mean, a, a paintbrush—and uh, going at it with canvas. And just thought, "Oh, I'll just try this since I can't do what I'm used to doing." And that is how I got um, um, into painting and I first started in 2020.
0: Wow okay so I want to dive more into how you unlocked your creative gifts and discovered you have this talent but before I do that I want to ask you I know that you are an advocate for domestic violence women empowerment and mental health awareness. Can you talk us through how you became an advocate and what led you to this path? Sure, um, so um,
1: 2014, 2015, I think was the worst of uh, the, the the trials that I went through. And, I, and thank you for asking me because um, it's my testimony. And I, as you said, I am faith-based. Um, and what that means to me is just that uh, I, went through a an extreme trial and the only way that I was able to get through it was with God and what happened was uh, that my son's father and I were in a very toxic toxic relationship and um he introduced me to drugs and I had never I mean like nobody in my family uh my my immediate family mother father sister brother nobody had even like smoked cigarettes and um, he introduced me to crack cocaine and, and this was in 2012. Well, we met in 2010, but 2012 was when, um, um, he introduced me to it. It was getting very abusive in our relationship, mentally, physically, everything that you can imagine. Um, so I was heavily addicted to crack cocaine for, um, two years, two and a half years about um, I've been clean since August 20th, 2014. Thank you, Lord. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, and today I live a completely sober life. Um, no alcohol, recreational drugs, anything like that. Um, however, it got the worst. The abuse got the worst about 2014. And um, there was a, an, an extreme situation. I had quit and and he hadn't yet, but we were still together. And I think he kind of missed the Bonnie and Clyde uh, relationship (laughs) that we had for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, he brought home drugs one day and I said no and flushed them down the toilet. And it was like an explosion had went off in our house and we just, it was the worst of all of the abuse. Um, I suffered some bruised ribs, uh, untreated concussion. Um, bruised knee from you know, like defensive uh being in a defensive stance uh, while it was going on. and um because of the untreated concussions from the ongoing abuse, um I ended up getting some health conditions, and we we broke up after that, not directly after from being honest, um probably six six months after that worst part of it. Um, I did everything I could trying to. Get him to go to church, get him to go to therapy, you know, all of the things and none of them works. Um, and finally, my prayer changed from Lord's, you know, fix him, save him uh, so that we won't have to go through this and, you know, we won't have to go through this with our son and, you know, everything. It changed from that to, you know, Lord, whatever I have to do to get out of this situation, make it happen because I'm not strong enough to leave him for me. Um, and so I finally did, um, I was strong enough to leave him for my children is what it was. Uh, and so I did leave, but I I had some health, health conditions afterwards, um, traumatic brain injury from the untreated concussions, uh, brain disorder, um, it's idiopathic intracranial hypertension, which basically means that my spinal fluid And the brain believes that there's a tumor there because of the untreated concussions and the brain injury. So it keeps throwing spinal fluid at this injury. Mm. um, And therefore, the spinal fluid builds up. And then I have to have lumbar puncture, spinal taps to release it. Um, It's been a a really crazy process because it got worse and worse. Even though I left in like 2015, those health conditions got worse and worse um, gradually until... 2019, um, I had a seizure at work uh, on the middle of the sales floor. I had a seizure and had to be rushed to the hospital in ambulance. They did a bunch of tests on me, found out about all these conditions. I just thought I was having migraines, but it was much worse than that. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to me not being able to look at blue screens and, you know, getting triggered and things like that. So, yes, I am a very big advocate of women's empowerment, um, domestic violence, and uh, mental health awareness, because what I'll tell anybody is if you are in that situation or been in that situation, especially involving drugs as well, um, you have to work just as hard to get out of the situation as you worked trying to get the drugs while you were in it. Or as hard as you work trying to help the person and enable the person that you were codependent with in the relationship, as hard as you worked for all of that, you have to work just as hard for your healing and your recovery um, coming out of it. And so that's why I'm such an advocate um, of it. And I've become a motivational speaker and things like that. Um, I just try every day to try to touch somebody that might be affected and to say something that might help them to, to get into the mental space where they can overcome what's going on.
0: Your story is extremely powerful. And I've met you in October, I believe, and we talked, and this is how I, you're here today with me now. And the reason why I asked the questions in the order that I just did, because I want it to all tie together. And I also want to ask you about, has your experience through all of that, has that been portrayed in your artwork today?
1: Um, I would say indirectly,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because again, I, I got into art because I wasn't able to do what I normally would do. And that's right. Um, so in a way, yes, um, everything that I do has to do with, uh, my conditions and things I've gone through because art is a release for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a uh, it's therapy, it's healing for me. Um, so so yes, uh, in that way, everything is reflective of of my pain because I I use art uh, to get through my pain. But uh, directly, as far as as far as um, um, depicting violence, I do have a couple of pieces that uh, are directly related, and it was some of my earlier pieces. Um, but I find that most of my art usually is away from it, like. Uh, I do a lot of abstract or I do, um, animals and things. I actually have some of my art if you wanted me to show it. <laughs> sure. But, um, um, usually, you know, it's more, it's more, it's like, it's more freeing for me. I don't know if you can really see it's good. Oh, it's yes. in this, uh, in my portfolio. So let me see mm-hmm. if I can make sure I don't catch the light. Like it, it's what I do when I'm trying to release and get, and get away from, um, what i'm thinking but in some pieces like for example this one uh i don't know how much you can of oh, that's that beautiful one. yeah but that one is it does kind of uh depict how i feel sometimes when you're like in the midst of just not knowing where to go not knowing what to do just kind of in a in a in a weird space so that was kind of my my um inspiration for that one was just like a weird space being in a weird space um yeah but a lot of it is a release and it's it's uh um this one is kind of abstract but it it's you know i feel like when you're going through recovery you're kind of going up a mountain
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and from the top you know there's just a lot that you think about things that go on in your life and things like that uh as you're going along and and it just feels Feels much better when you're closer to the top, but um, you know I don't feel like I'm in any way there yet. I'm still in the middle, the middle mm-hmm. ground, and the middle is the hardest, especially, especially when you're right in the middle. You know, I, I have from some friends that have gone to Hawaii recently, mm-hmm. and they were going up a mountain to get to a to a, a waterfall. So they're really really excited about getting up this mountain and being able to get to the top and get to this waterfall but it was really difficult and they're, you know, they're from Las Vegas where, where I'm from. So here in the city, we don't walk very much at all. It's not like New York where it's a metropolis and you know, you, you, you can walk and get to a subway and it's like Vegas is very different. So we drive everywhere. So I walk from the steps from my door to the car, <laughs> back. Um, but they were trying to get to this waterfall and it was really hard. But right when you get to the middle, it's like, okay, I, I, I can expend much less energy and it's about the same p- time for me to get down as it is for, for me to get back down as it is for me to keep going up this big mountain. Um, but I know what's on the other side. So your desire for what's up there has to be greater than the pain it takes to get there or else you'll just decide to go back down. Yeah. And that's that's the point where I'm at right now. So yeah. Um to answer your question, some of <laughs> it does. And some of it doesn't. A little long winded if you can't <laughs> no,
0: It's fine. Um, okay, so I have a question because I also have health issues myself that I've dealt with for about twelve years now. But um I just want to know from you, do you feel like your health issues hinder you in any way to create art or Have there been any challenges for you um, about your health that has made it a little bit more challenging for you to, I don't want to say be inspired, but to be motivated?
1: Yes, um, that's a good question.
0: Uh, I I asked it really weird, but.
1: (laughs) No, no, you asked it perfect. Um, That's a really good question. And and yes, what I found, and I found this with uh, writing as well, just Mm -hmm. recently, I realized this. But with anything where your talent, you have the talent, and it's something you know. People always say that cliche, like, do whatever you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. You know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, that's not true. It's
0: not, <laughs> that's
1: not true because um, I love to write and I love doing art. But what I found is when it um, when you get into a point where you are doing, you activating your talent, a God-given talent, before profit Mm -hmm. it comes with deadlines Mm -hmm. and it comes with stress so when i started doing art um i started doing it to relieve stress and just as a fun thing to do once i started posting my content online and i was just posting it on my facebook page you know hey look what i did this is cute Mm -hmm. people started asking me for commissions um they started buying the art that i had which is great but they also started asking me for commissions. Same thing with my writing. Um, I write as a joy because I love it, but I'm also a journalist, a professional journalist. And so I have deadlines to meet with articles and interviews and features that I have to do for a magazine. And when those come, the deadlines come and now you're doing it for profit, um, that's when the stress comes in. And to answer your question again, um, the, health conditions hindered me in some ways because um I also <laughs> I was having a seizure one day and I tried to steady myself and I grabbed a cabinet an old antique Chinese cabinet that my mom has passed down to me and I grabbed the like thing and it fell on me and it's a oh heavy god. it's a heavy wood like really substantial and it uh-huh. fell as I'm having a seizure oh my god so, in the theater <laughs> right I'm trying to like lift this thing up so it doesn't crush me I'm like oh my gosh this would kill me like it literally is. so um I hurt my back um, uh-huh. and so when I'm sitting at a canvas a big canvas which I love doing big canvases but if I'm sitting at a canvas and you normally will take me if I'm using acrylics you know it might take me a few hours at least um to sit there and it will hurt or if I started getting the headaches or the migraines that hurt, and now that I have deadlines for commissions and things like that, um, that's when I would always get the most stressed out. I'm like, here's this awesome talent that I've discovered, and now I'm stressing out because people want me to get it done by X, Y, Z, you know, and I'm not able to. So yes, there have been challenges, and now just recently I found that you have to, um, when there are challenges, you can either give in to them. And say, you know, I'm just not going to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm not accepting any more commissions. I'm not any- <laughs> Or you can adjust, um, adjust and, you know, you should, as a business owner as well, because I've been a business owner for a, a while as well, and I've been in sales and I've been in management. Um, it's never about the person or the thing that might be getting you upset. It's about your system. Okay. So if you um, have health conditions that are stressing you because you always have to get these commissions done in six weeks um, and you keep finding yourself being right on the edge of it or not being able to do it, you have to look at your system you know, and you have to say, okay, six weeks isn't cutting it. Maybe I have to do eight weeks. Maybe I have to make it more flexible. Maybe I have to let these people know and be honest about my conditions. That's one thing I believe in is transparency. So maybe I need to be very transparent to anyone who purchases anything from me or who is expecting anything from me and let them know I have these conditions and I have really found, you have to really be able to trust. I trust God for, for everything that I, that, that I get in my life. So you really have to trust that whoever is for you or whatever is for you is going to be for you. And if you extend your time limits by a couple of weeks or if you are transparent that you're not gonna lose the business that you're supposed to have. Not that you're not gonna lose any business, but the business that you're supposed to have. Yeah. You're not gonna lose it because it's for you.
0: Yeah. I um I have this affirmation that I say every morning where I'm like, what is meant for me will will, will never pass me by. That's right. And I find, that, find it to be such a powerful way to have my day started. Personally, for me, with my health issues, because I have arthritis. So I've had it for 12 years now and my it's gotten much better now, but my joints and my fingers have been like getting really icy recently because it's getting colder now in New York City. It's harder for me, I feel, to hold a pen these days and to to want to draw, which is why I was asking you about your struggles you've been facing with your health issues and creating art, because I just find it to be. Kind of upsetting, really upsetting. To you know, to want to draw and to want to be expressive, and then you can't because your your body won't let you at times, or or for me personally because of my hands, and yeah. it can be really depressing to just want to release some of the stress by creating art and you physically can't, and it's just like a a standstill, and it sucks sometimes.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I and, and I definitely went through periods where I was like, where I, that's why I can laugh about it. When I said like I'm never doing this again, I'm not never- accepting <laughs> no more commissions. This is too too stressful. Um, I definitely went through that period, and you know maybe that I laugh about it, but maybe that is you know part of the answer is if it really is too stressful and that's just impossible. Like even eight weeks is too impossible, even twelve weeks. Then it's like okay, maybe I don't do commissions. I still got to look at my model, my 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 system, and say okay. Maybe that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. Maybe I'm only supposed to be creating to create. And then I just create. And if people buy it, they buy it. And I have found that that has worked for me. Oh, I found that that's worked for me. For example, um, I created this. This is, um, it's. I don't know if you can see it. It's a watercolor, so it's a little, it's a little, but it's it's of Portland, Oregon. It's a um, a, a bridge in Portland, Oregon. And when I created this, it was just to play with watercolor, and it was fun. But this um, um, magazine in mm-hmm. Oregon picked it up and wanted to do wanted me to do a cover, but they wanted the front and the back. So I did the basically uh-huh. the same, same scene, but later on in the day, with different people going by and different, you know, uh, different Beautiful. stuff. But, it, but so, for example, for that, like I, I did that. Out of just wanting to be creative and do it, but I ended up this was like a three hundred dollar project. Nice. So they paid me to do a three hundred dollar project using something that I did just to have fun. That kind of stuff comes when mm-hmm. you are when you are just doing something for the love of doing it. People will recognize your talent. People will see that. I mean, you still have to be a little bit because obviously they didn't find that because it was sitting on my desk. You know? Right. I posted it and um I keep social media and stuff like that updated with stuff that I do um but not actively searching out you know uh the the paid projects or or commissions per se or something like that sometimes you just have to look at your model and you have to just like you said trust that yeah if it's for me it's not going to pass me by if it's meant for me it's going to be there And, and even if you miss dates or if something like that happens, it gets frustrating. It definitely gets frustrating. But um that's what I found is that the people who really care and the people who really want to support you are going to support you regardless. I
0: agree.
1: If you're and transparent, now if they don't know you have any problems, <laughs> they're gonna be like, what is going on? Yeah. Going on yeah. But if you're transparent, that's one thing that I've been uh, through my whole this whole journey that I've been on with recovery and going through what i've gone through is completely transparent in everything and a lot of people don't want to do that they don't want because they don't want to come off as weak they don't want to come off as not not being capable or competent or you know what if i tell people that i have arthritis and that i have you know these issues then they may not want to hire me for a commission or they may not want to you know ask me to do a mural or something like that mm-hmm. because they're going to see that i have an issue and i'll just share this one little thing with you first I know, like I said, I'm long-winded.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine.
1: <laughs> but um, I asked God in the beginning, when I first started this journey towards re- escaping my abuser and going into recovery, full recovery, I said, do I have to tell everything? Like everything, you know, everything, some of it's really ugly and dirty and gross and grimy. Like it, you don't, you don't do crack for any length of time and it not be dirty grimy you know Mm -hmm. some of it is ugly truth and God said sure no you don't have to tell everything but for every word that you omit it could be a soul that could have been saved had they known they weren't alone Mm -hmm. in what they're going through so even if you're not faith-based even if you're if you're not for If you're not transparent about what you're going through in your life, I just feel personally that there's somebody out there, there's, a no, there's nothing new under the sun. So if there's some, if you are going through it, there's definitely at least, at least one other person, probably hundreds that are also creative artists who have arthritis, who need to know you can still be successful.
0: Yeah, that's, I want to cry actually right now because of how powerful that hit me, but yeah, thank you for that. Because I, I have that fear of things holding me back, amongst many things, like aside from my health issues, also with my stuttering, and I've already talked a lot on the show about my stuttering. Um, But and how I'm always afraid of that holding me back from doing so many things I want to do. And with my art, and just being a founder now of of my own company, I find myself going through more flare-ups recently through my health, and um, I believe I'm getting more flare-ups because I'm over-stressing and overworked from building a company and just going through all these new changes. And yeah. I could, I feel the trauma already on my body, just taking over, and how it's. And I'm trying to like keep pushing through, and I wanted to talk to you because I knew knew how much. Well, I I knew part of your story and how much you've gone through. And to know that you are still thriving right now, which is amazing. And I'm so happy to have you here and to have you alive today on this world because of all of the things you've gone through. It's been rough, I'm sure. Um, as an understatement, it's the word rough, but you have me feeling less alone already. And I already feel inspired by you from just talking to you and being in your presence and hearing how much you've survived and knowing that you are you're still standing strong and it's, it's powerful to to have these moments with you right now. So thank oh. you for being here.
1: <laughs> um, no, thank you. I, I will tell you this. I will tell you that, um, if you are transparent and if you own your experience, mm-hmm. because it is your experience. And, you know, sometimes I, I go through that too. I was just talking, I was on a live recently with a, a pastor who's actually speaking at an event with me um, on Saturday. And he was talking about how, uh, he was saying that, um, that pressure comes with the territory. And I was explaining to him about pressure. I was saying that, man, I feel like I'm under so much pressure right now. I have a lot of deadlines due on my articles. I have this event coming up on Saturday, I have all this stuff going on, I feel under pressure. And, you know, he was like, pressure comes with the territory. And he was like, little do you know that while you're going through all these things, there are people who are looking at you, mm-hmm. even me. And this is, I mean, this is a prominent pastor, Pastor Kelsey West of Nehemiah Ministries here in Las Vegas. Um, he's been married 25 years. I don't know how long he's been in the ministry. I know that that, that church has been around forever. They were actually very um, instrumental in my my escape from my abuser because that's not my church, but I went to an event there um called victim no more Mm. and uh I went there with a concussion right after that horrible oh my god the worst yeah I went there with a concussion crying it just it was like two days I saw it on Facebook it was coming up two days after I just you know gone through the worst of it and um I'm thinking when I invited him to come speak on Saturday as well with me. I'm I'm doing the keynote. <laughs> um, it's called Hold On. We're teaching the community to hold on through the holidays. It's a free community event, but I'm doing the keynote. But I asked him to be one of the guest speakers with me, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, Pastor Kelsey West said yes. You know, he was a recent um, presidential candidate for the NAACP here hmm. in Las Vegas. Like he, like he does a lot. He takes yeah. a trip to Africa every year to to. Oh. Um, for missionary, for missionary work. And then he does the HBCU universities like um, tour every year for the kids. Like he, he's huge. I'm like, he, uh, he actually said yes. <laughs> and then the, in, in the live, he comes on my live and I'm like, oh my gosh, to <laughs> he's like, I've never been on anyone's live before. I've never joined oh. in. And he was like, let me tell you what, while you're over there thinking these things, let me just tell you, it's been my prayer to be a motivational, not just a pastor, but a motivational speaker. And he was like, I usually black out the whole month of December because of Christmas stuff, the church stuff. And he's like, But when you asked,
0: oh my god,
1: said yes, mm-hmm.
0: because little did
1: my friend know I've been asking God to make this happen and now it's happening through you. So he's like, I want to say thank you for the opportunity. I'm like, wait. <laughs> so while I'm worried about this and that and this and that. I'm affecting people's lives that don't even, I would never have guessed he would have said that to me, you know, and he was like, I'm so proud of you. So I want to tell you, I'm so proud of you, because what you've done, and let me tell you, it took a lot for me to go to the gala that we met at. Same. where Miss Cortland Jones won <laughs> for Best Women's Business of the Year Inspir- Inspirational Influencer Award of 2022. <laughs> and I know she's probably too humble to say it, but she did win. <laughs> Thank I you. not she was the winner when I first spoke to her, <laughs> sitting at my table all quiet over there in the corner. I didn't know either, okay. And I ran over, th- oh, you didn't either? I, I didn't know, know. know, no. I, I, I ran over the final I did talk to her. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, I made some connections that night Mm -hmm. with like four or five people. I interviewed, like I interviewed you. All of them won. Oh, really? (laughs) All of them. All of them won. I was like, "Are you kidding? Are you all lucky?" God, the anointing is strong. Um, But I am proud of you because uh, number one, it took a lot for me to go to the event. I I was having going through a fear of going to public places because of having seizures in many Mm -hmm. public places big situations with a lot of people around and this was a huge event at the mandalay bay had all these important women around and it was hard for me to even go but i faced my fear i faced my fear i went i interviewed people i was going around acting like i wasn't barefoot because my shoes hurt so bad <laughs> I, have to take off. I mean like I, was, I, I faced my fear i just said okay pretend like you're somebody else today sometimes i do that I have a 24-year-old daughter who's very outgoing and confident and amazing. And sometimes I do I say, "Okay, I'm 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 Sierra today, I'm my daughter today. I'm just going to act like her today and what would she do?" I love that. I love doing that. And when I did that with you and we interviewed, I will tell you 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 later I didn't realize it at first, but I mean you later said, you know, I I stutter, you know, and you you mentioned that. And you touched me. You really touched me because regardless of you being concerned about a stutter, you were like, yeah, I'll do the interview. I'll just interview. Mm-hmm. You did the interview with me. You made sure you took the opportunity, which mm-hmm. is why we're here today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was scary. I mean,
1: these little decisions that we all made, my decision to go, you know what I mean? Your decision to say yes, um, our decision to talk to each other, to interact, even though we both might've been uncomfortable. Um, all these little decisions, Lead up to everything else that happens in our lives, and Mm -hmm. we know that we're we can affect somebody else. Now I'm on your podcast, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, she said that she's really nervous about her stutter, but she does a podcast. That is amazing. I would never miss it in the world. I would not miss it because that for her to have the courage to do that and be confident enough to do it and to try makes me want to try even harder to
0: show up for her. Oh, thank you.
1: So don't ever limit yourself ever by what you think is maybe a, a setback or a flaw, because in actuality, those things are the things that make people want to show up for you.
0: Thank you. I actually had a different idea of how this convo was going to go, but this has been much more powerful than I even imagined. I was thinking it was going to be more about your artwork, but I feel like it's gone beyond that, which is even more incredible. And I just feel really connected with you today. So it's really funny to see how, how, how far I've come and how far, I think mean, we, we've we all come over the last two years. I think COVID and just being kind of quarantine made us really dive into ourselves, all of us a little bit more and to learn who yeah. we are and wanted to be, yeah. And I think that we, we've we kind of come out of our shells more and more, I think over the last two years, I would, at least I would say for myself personally, like I, I feel like i I become a new person now than I was last year or even the year before learning who I am and learning who I want to be and over overcoming those fears to get there. For sure.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, when, when that happened to me in 2019 and I had the big seizure at, at work, um, I never went back to work. Uh, I, I've been home ever since. Um, and, uh, was filing disability and all kind of things. Like, you know, I, I really felt like this is it. <laughs> like the old me is gone. The productive mm-hmm. Naomi that was publishing everything and doing this and doing that and was a business owner and was out there. And that me is gone. This is the new me. I'm, I'm. this is, you know, obviously I did something wrong. This is a punishment for everything that all my bad decisions, like all that mm-hmm. stuff came in you know like oh okay I wasn't meant to do all that stuff that I thought I was meant to do and just recently like I said I'm in the middle of my climb I'm not at the top I'm not at the bottom but I'm in the middle it's going to be just as easy for me to go back down as it would be to keep striving for that waterfall at the top Mm -hmm. so uh I'm that's where I am and just recently I said you know what I'm gonna start showing up again I'm gonna go to International Association of Women events and I went to one event the vice president here in the Las Vegas chapter was like you gotta come you got she's been my teacher since sixth grade um and now she's a very close friend I love educators I always have so she stayed my close friend this whole time and my best friend this well, my, a very good friend of mine that um she invited me to a meeting and she kept saying this is a great organization and I'm like Okay, I know I'm thinking about the seizures and stuff and and she used my son. My son is nine. She knows I'll do anything for him and she's like, there's an engineer that is going to be at this event and she would love to have him come and see her during a day at work and this will be a great opportunity. I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I went to the event. Um, uh, the first IAW International Association of Women event. I made myself show up even though I was very uncomfortable it was the first thing that I'd gone to by myself without my husband there to be there in case something happened. And I spoke at that one event about her and everybody started crying. Um, I was talking about how she's been my teacher since sixth grade and, you know, how she's influenced me. She was the first person to tell me I was a writer, that I was awesome at writing, that she was the first person to get me published. She took me to a children's workshop and, and um, writer's workshop over the weekend and like my mom and like took me there and, stayed with me and I was published in this thing um that they created from our works and um everybody started crying and then they asked me to be on the board of directors so now I have board meetings and I go to all the meetings and I went to the gala and like all these so what I'm saying is this this one little decision a decision to show up regardless of your fear not saying you don't have the fear it's not to deny the fear or the Nervousness, or the, you know, all those things that we're co- self conscious about and everything. Not saying that you're not going to have that. We're all going to have that. We have those fears. But to be able to say, I'm going to show up anyway. And this one decision could lead to the next, to the next, to the next, to the me talking to Cortland on her podcast right
0: now. <laughs> you no. Know? Yeah, I was terrified of going to that event too for many reasons. Uh, I think starting with COVID still being a fear of mine because all high risk thing and I also learned that I here, had,
1: I go, here I go I come all in your face hey, you, an interview?
0: <laughs> you were so nice though so I was like yeah girl sure <laughs> it was easy yes but it was just like I almost didn't go and I'm actually really happy that I did because it, ha- it was such a great night and I got to meet you I won an award you know I had food even though they they did steal my plate before I finished. They were just rude with them, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I was so hungry. Okay, I was so hungry, and there was nothing not a filet mignon. He stole my food. Okay, I was like, cool. anyway, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we had the conversation. Um, but healing the fear and doing it anyway was has been a a theme of mine for a while now. Yeah, and also I learned that I had cancer in my thyroid in 2020 mm. I, I didn't know until after I had it taken out wow really annoying because I, it was in my throat for three years and I was like begging them to have it taken out I was like I'm choking on this thing in my throat I can see a lump in there and they're like oh it's probably your anxiety I'm like there's a physical lump in my I can see it no and I had gone to the doctor had had a biopsy twice on it I was like, oh it's benign it's fine finally I was oh. like please god I need it out of my throat because I can't breathe. I am choking on this. It's been two, three years now. Please help me. Finally I got it out after so many months of struggling and trying to breathe. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, it's actually cancer. Oh my gosh. Oh, is it? Is it now? So Oh wow. But I'm just like I'm happy that it's out of the of, you know, it's gone. But that's I still have like trauma from that. and I, yeah. I'm so scared of it coming back and I don't know if it's better or not because it's been there for three years. So who knows you know how far I don't know. And because they didn't know it was cancer for so long, it's just like really scary. So I'm always like concerned about being high risk because of, of that too. even though my arthritis has me already as immunocompromised i'm I've been been pretty stable for the last 12 years, but the the new cancer now I'm like, am I okay? I go to these events, or am I gonna, you know, like touch things? I don't know. So I, I get more paranoid now, being around, being in crowds, and being around anyone during this this time because I've gone. And you through, traveled alone, right? You traveled, yeah, from from New York, from New York, yeah, all the way to Vegas by yourself, all the way. And I was had anxiety the whole way, and I was just like, being in a crowd of people was just scaring me. But I was finally got, and I haven't had COVID yet. I really pray that I don't get it ever, but it's, you know, it's, it's everywhere now. Who knows? But I've been very, very safe so far and very lucky to just have my health still be in the clear as Yeah.
1: Awesome. 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 Yeah. That's scary. That's scary. I thank God that that they did take it out and that you found out after.
0: Ooh, that's a lot. I'm so annoyed with that. But anyway, so. Uh, We are at the end of our show here, but I do want to ask you, um, where can our audience find you and find your artwork?
1: (laughs) Sure. Um, So on Instagram, it's Naomi's Escape Through Art, um, N-A-I-O-M-I-S, Escape, and then through is T-H-R-U, Naomi's Escape Through Art. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Naomi Skelton, um, S-K-E-L-T-O-N. Uh, I'm also on Twitter under Escape Through Art, um, as well. T H R U, um, and and I I'd, I'd love for anybody to to uh, reach out at any point. Um, I love to inspire people, say something that might motivate you to greatness. And um, but I do want to tell you that if it's okay before we um, get off, if if you'll allow me to pray with you just for a second. Sure. Okay. Was there something else? No, <laughs> we're, we're, we're done. We're good. <laughs> okay. Lord God, I thank you. I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that this morning when we woke up, you were the one that was in control of how many times we would blink today, how many times our heartbeat would beat today, how many times, I mean, how much uh, oxygen we'd have in our lungs and, and how much blood we'd have go through our veins. These things that keep us alive, Lord God, you are in control of. So how much more? Are you in control of everything else that we do during the day? Um, So I thank you that you are in control and not us, Lord heaven forbid we were to have to figure out how many times to breathe or blink during the day so I thank you God for that if there's anything that myself or my sister Miss Cortland has done that's against you or displeasing in your sight Lord I just ask that you forgive us Lord I come to you with humble repentance asking your forgiveness your grace and your mercy Lord God today asking that you would just allow us to decrease so that you'll increase in us and we can serve you better we can be a better light in the darkness for others um, who may need to be saved and God not because that we think we're better than them or that we think that we're holier than thou, but Lord, because salvation means peace and joy and, 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 and happiness and love, Lord God. And I just want other people to experience what I've experienced, Lord. So thank you, God, for, the, for your forgiveness. I lift up my sister. Ms. Cortland to you Lord God today and I ask that you just heal her in all parts of her body Lord God that you continue to give her the strength to go through her day even though she faces pain in her in her joints even though she faces uh, arthritis a degenerative disease Lord you are the one that generated in the beginning Lord God so I commit her body back to you Lord I thank you for making her free of all cancer and sickness Lord God that it won't come back that those things will not come back and that she'll be able to move on and to be and to go higher and higher and higher and, and Lord, even though she's already award-winning, Lord God, that she can win even more awards, Lord God, that her business can grow even more, Lord God, and that you will bless all of her efforts, Lord. I just thank you right now for divine connections and friendships. I thank you for Miss Cortland. I thank you for her friendship and this connection, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank
0: you so much for joining us today and for oh, that amazing you. prayer. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. I I appreciate the opportunity. I want to tell everybody hi, everybody um, uh, that that watches the podcast, Fearless uh, Narratives. Fearless Narratives. So (laughs) um, I will let everybody know that they need to tune in. And I am so excited for you. God bless you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) And that is a wrap. Fearless Narratives airs every Wednesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and we will see you next week.